From the lake to the basin and the old bio Find your favorite fishing pole Find out where's the next honey hole Only on the top rod fishing show Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show. I'm Tony Landry, along with Ricky Watkins. Morning, yep, Rick. Good morning, Tony. Anyway, for our weekly fishing and hunting show, and welcome to Kane Radio, FM Band 107.5 and AM 1240. And as, as always, the purpose of this show is to keep our listeners updated with the fishing and the hunting in the area, along with uh, Louisiana and stories around the USA and the world. And, uh, Rick, uh, each Friday... We've got to thank these people uh, are the reason we're here. Oh, yeah, Tony. got to thank our sponsors, Alamo Hydraulics, Doors Heating and Cooling, Coca-Cola, Home Run Pizza, and our new sponsor, Raging Cajun Seasonings and Foods. Anyway, if you want to give us a call, of course, the number is, uh, got to dial out old area code, 337, and the number is 367-1240. You can also listen to us online at www.kane1240.com and uh, anywhere in the world uh, if you... Uh, have access to the internet, and if you have an Alexa, just say Alexa. Play Kane 1240. You can also listen to us on any accessible internet device. We're live here at the studios of 107 West Main Street here in downtown New Iberia, right next to Victor's Cafeteria, which is open. And Rick, uh, freshwater, saltwater fishing was shaking, my man. Tony, on the basin side, I've been hearing some, and I've seen some good reports, uh, some good catches, should I say, of Sakalay. Uh, the the bass Tony the, the way the water this year it's it's been crazy man. Uh, the water's falling so fast. It, it started out at a certain level and it's, it's it's fell like four or five feet over less than two weeks. And uh, like I said, it, it's a scattered report on the basin now. As the water comes down and levels out, you know if that makes any sense, the fishing should get a lot better. Yeah, and right now, uh, last week I even pulled up last week's stats. Last week we were looking. Right, about nine feet, you yeah. know, uh, with that. and uh, That's right. And then it just dropped. It's at uh, this morning. It, it's right at five. We're talking about it maybe dropping down uh, a little bit below that. Yeah, and Tony, with, you know, uh, a lot of fishermen know what I'm talking about. Some of us call it acid water. Some of us call it the, the black water. And what happens when the water falls that fast, all of the bad water comes out at a rush. So I guess the fish scatter. And until the water, you know, gets a better once once it settles, and then you know, fishing improve. Also, that's a lot of water that falls at one time. Yeah, not only that, but the clarity of the water too. You know, uh, yeah. with that, uh, and the it, current current's got a lot to do. That's with right. It. Yeah. That's right. So, uh, in the meantime, uh, you know, the water gauge uh, last week was around a little over eight. Now it's down to around five, and. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, it wasn't that long ago, maybe last month this time, yeah. it was at 12 and 13 and 14 feet. That's you right. Know? So uh, it's amazing how the water has just yeah. uh, shifted through it yeah. all. And you see the, the, the closest, well, you got to gauge in, in Miet Point or, or further down by Morgan City, but a lot of times a lot of us go off of Butler Rose. Well, the gauge at Butler Rose will be, uh, you know, probably about a day ahead of us, Tony, so if the gauge over there is showing eight or nine feet over here, it's probably ten and a half. You know? yeah. So it, it takes time for the water to fall. But this, this weekend, it should start picking up. But, but like you said, though, Rick, when the water levels at, at that six, seven, maybe even five feet, uh, yeah. we're talking about some good fishing, though. Oh, yeah. Uh, of course, should. the water's got to clear, clear up a right. little bit. Oh, yeah. But a lot of good fishing, too, in that oh, yeah. regard. Like I said, a good word for that would be once the water stabilizes and then the fishing will pick up, you know, around Sherrington, Miet Point, uh, Around all of those areas, it should get good. Uh, Miet Point and uh, 
I wouldn't say you know so much around the the, the upper basin, but uh, the the lower basin it should start to get better, Tony. And uh, hopefully, you know, this weekend if the water levels out, it should it should get a lot better. Boy, I tell you what, last night it rained and it rained yeah. and it rained some more. And, I don't know what uh, and the wind, much, man, it had a lot of wind. Yeah, uh, I don't, I just don't know how much. Uh, uh, rain was accumulated last night uh, at my home. It started raining about a uh, quarter to seven, and mm-hmm. just seemed like on into eight thirty. It came you know, down. Uh, That's right. It, it was coming down hard too for a good while, and then it slack up just a little bit. Still rain. Yeah. And then it come back down hard again, and uh, I don't know uh, what type of uh, uh, inches or a half inch, two inch. I don't know what right. uh, how to gauge that. But yep. uh, and then around Bayou Benoit too, Tony. This weekend it'll probably be pretty. Uh, Pretty busy around Bayou Benoit, so you know the basin has got to it'll come into play this weekend for some good fishing. Yeah, hopefully so. And uh, I guess uh, with the heat, kind of cooled things off a little bit. Yeah, oh, it was. It's starting to get warm when you feel oh. that old heat coming off the pavement. It's like, uh oh, <laughs> summer's here. It is. Uh, the, well, technically, it's still spring. Yeah, to June twenty no, yeah, first, yeah, it's summer equinox. Yeah, you're right. So uh, with that, anyway, Rick. Uh, I know you. Yeah. Well, right now, uh, what's working? Uh, if you want to go out to uh, Marshfield, uh, any of those places uh, by you, Ben, uh, what's working right now? Well, Tony, I haven't heard too much about the lake because uh, you know uh, the last couple of hog fights have been you know in the basin uh, with me at Point and uh, <clears throat> and by you, Benoit, and, and they'll probably uh, the next one will probably be over there too. I think it's out of Benoit and. Uh, like Mike was saying earlier, you know, top water's been doing decent. I've caught a few fish on top water, and uh, crankbaits are starting to come into play. And then right now, with with the current, we went last weekend and we caught some fish in the current. The uh, the bar fish are starting to, to bite, and that's a good little eating fish, Tony. They get a pound and a half, two pounds, and talk about a fierce fight. And uh, once you hit a school of those, you can you can mop up pretty good. Yeah, so you don't have to move much, so to speak. No, no, huh? you uh, you're right, but it, it's the current, Tony. Uh, you know your bass that they, they'll tolerate a little bit of current, but right now the way that current is, it's uh, that's why the fish are so scattered. Just okay. too much, too much current. Yeah. All right. Anyway, just that we reminded folks last week about this is that the LaRose uh, uh, pontoon bridge is now uh, reopened, and that, All right. that was an historical little bridge. You know, just a little one lane bridge yes. for many years. Oh and, yeah. Uh, of course, I'm sure the people who lived out there uh, uh, would uh, come from Brobridge, Henderson. Uh, and they probably get grateful now that it's yeah, open. Huh? They got to go down I-10, you know, I uh, had to for almost yeah. a little over about 15 months. And uh, anyway, it closed back in February of 2022, and the little pontoon bridge underwent a remarkable transformation. It was a $9 million construction job. The two-lane bridge now stands in its place. And, uh, it, but while it's recently completed, uh, some minor maintenance still work has to be done. So don't say, oh, I thought you said the bridge was open. Yeah. Anyway, specifically, the construction of the fender wall will require temporary closure. And it's going to last a day maybe. And the closure is scheduled to take place anywhere when it does happen on that designated day from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. And uh Anyway, it was confirmed by St. Martin Parish government. So, uh, additionally, the bridge may experience another temporary closure within the next three to four months. But this time, the closure will occur again between 9 a.m. and 3 p.m., lasting only a few hours. And the purpose of this closure is to facilitate the installation of the right gear system necessary for the bridge to swing, feature, operate smoothly. So, 
anyway, with these improvements, I mean, it's a nice looking little bridge. Uh, I can remember going over the old one lane bridge and you know, you jockey into position. Oh, yeah. You know, try to uh, get across the bridge. You yeah. know. And you get off on one board, click, clack, click, clack. You know, you, you right. had a weight with shift. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. And, uh, you know, years ago, for some of you uh, younger people listening in, uh, that was the same instance in the intercoastal uh, back in uh, the, uh, I want to say, the 60s, yeah. where it was a one lane bridge across the intercoast over that time. Right. And, and what uh, part of that, Tony? I mean, I don't want to. Uh, it was a little further uh, east. But they had a ferry they ran for a while. They did. But okay. they had the old one-lane bridge. It was a little further east, okay. I guess, uh, uh, geographically. And then they went up with another new bridge. Yeah. But then when they constructed this new one at the 65, 70-foot height, right. you know, so the bridge didn't have to open. But uh, well, I bet they had to be safe, Tony, because with that ferry, was was it was it operated with cables? Yeah. Or, it, uh, it so pre- when you got... Yeah. What I'm trying to say, tugs coming through there. So yeah, I, I, and I'm trying to remember. Of course, I was small then, but uh, I can still remember the one lane bridge heading yeah. out to Sipmore Point. Uh, right. Of course, they didn't have the camps they had now. Oh Lord, uh, back yeah. then, you know, there were you could uh, back in those days you could buy a camp for about ten thousand oh, yeah. dollars, like an old rent house, you know. That's uh, right. Yep. And uh, they just had to basically that one area out there until it started uh, really opening up sometime in the. Uh, Sitmore Point was sometime, I guess, I've seen original maps. Uh, it was around uh, Hurricane uh, Audrey. Uh, right. when now, Tony, they, the bridge that's out there now, that took a while to construct, too, yeah, it? did. It? Yeah, it sure did. Uh, and, and that thing's uh, a monstrosity. It has man. a height of 65, uh, a passageway underneath yeah. the six, at least 65 feet. Dang. So, uh, you know, as you get on top, you can see the oh, gulf, yeah. you know, and, uh, uh, yeah. and all that. Uh, it's amazing to see. Uh, that's right. In the meantime, oh, so yeah. uh, anyway, the little bridge, pontoon, uh, the pontoon bridge is gone. The uh, two-lane bridge is there for you people out of Butte Rose, and it's a nice drive, just to drive down every road to look at everything. Out oh, there. when I go to Baton Rouge, I told you and told yeah. you that's the way I go. Yeah, it's pretty pleasant oh, too. Oh yeah. So it, anyway, in the meantime, you know the CCA Star Tournament is really going strong right now, and I mean there are four, four basically. Uh, divisions it's the uh, east southeast southwest and west and yeah. of course new iberia and our area from morgan city to probably intercoastal city is the uh, is the southwest, southwest. division yeah. and that's where i'm going to give you most of these updates now i've been I'm tony's tr- anybody punched the ticket yet no nope, that that i know yeah. of i've been okay. i was looking this morning i was looking yesterday uh morning uh to see if i could find yeah. if anybody I was thinking about that, that yesterday uh, i said that tag redfish yeah. oh yeah and uh win that uh silverado uh chevrolet pickup truck but i couldn't find anything you remember last okay. year we had a caller call in and said yeah that guys had caught some of the current uh tag redfish but they hadn't entered the tournament they didn't enter yeah and if you play in this tournament or or in this tournament uh or and you got to be a member of the cca and they've got to enter into the tournament you're going to take a polygraph and test. you got to take a polygraph that's what i was going right. to say yeah so they're oh, going to yeah. ask you all kind of questions that's and, right. uh, and i think one year a few years ago i think one guy uh kind of Messed around with it, and I think he did catch catch a, the Oteg redfish, but right. he lost out because yeah, it was something. Tony, yeah, yeah he didn't was, pass yeah, something. Yeah, it was so something they, fishy. They, yeah, I think they, he caught the fish and might have uh, went ahead and bought him a ticket. I think so, you know, or maybe got him a fishing license or something of yeah. that nature, yeah. and uh, they disqualified him. So uh, in the yeah. meantime, well, that's something, Tony, on the uh, Texas Trail and uh, the BASS has been cracking down on a couple of guys won or placed in big money. Well, they didn't have the state 
fishing license. That's right. And brother, they they couldn't collect the check. That's right. That, so anyway, that's that, yeah. So yeah, a few you gotta, weeks ago, you got to play by the rules. Yeah, you know? a few weeks ago we reported that there was a guy that yep. uh, forgot to. He was from Georgia, went fishing Texas, and didn't buy a Texas fishing right. license. Lost a hundred thousand dollars. Well, and you see, you know, probably a three day or a weekend permit uh, would have been, I don't know, forty fifty bucks. Yeah, so, even yeah. if a hundred bucks, well, you know, that's I mean, it. Yeah. yeah, if you could travel from Georgia to Texas, well, yeah. you gonna spend that in gas. Especially if you're fishing for that kind of money. Oh, that's Lord, right. yeah, you spend a lot more than that. That's yeah. right. Anyway, with the CCA tournament results in the Southwest Division, as of this, I found out this as of June 9th. In the Southwest Division, under the Speckled Trout, Michael Godley, who's a fisherman, uh, he's, He's been doing a pretty good job. He weighed in a speckled trout up 3.59 pounds uh, at nice Pecan spec. Island Food Store, yep. uh, followed by uh, Gina Ferrig, uh, who uh, dropped one uh, of uh, two and a half pounds of a speck, another nice speck, and then oh, yeah. Emil Dumet. Uh, caught one and weighed in at Dragos out there in Lydia at 1.86 pounds. So right now they're the top three uh, in that with the speckled trout division. In kayaking, Ronald John Jawa uh, caught a speck uh, and le- weighed in at Don's Boat Land at 2.25 pounds, man, nice spec. on a kayak. Yeah. And uh, also weighing it at uh, Dragos was uh, uh, Emil uh, Dumet and Kathy Dumet. Uh, uh, they have a 1.56 uh uh, uh, trout up and also a 1.46 trout. So don't know if that's a brother and sister, or husband and wife, or right. uncle, nephew, uh, niece. Yeah. Uh, right. I'm not sure. Uh, with that and with the bank fishing, you know, if you get your license, uh, enter into the CCA, become a member, and uh, fishing from the bank. Dusty Brown speckled trout, 3.30 pounds from the bank. From the bank. That's right. And Caleb Roy, another one, yep. uh, weighed in at Bo- Bowie's Outfitters at 2.16 pounds. And then Keo Mayo, uh, another speckled trout at 1.10 pounds. Uh, anyway, in the youth division, uh, in the speckled trout, uh, only had two youngsters uh, sign up uh, with that. Uh, and also in the Southwest uh, Division at uh, Sheephead, uh, one signed up on that. And, and, you know, Rick, we encourage, man, those yeah. young fishermen to get out there. It's still early. You know, some are just us, uh, first week of, uh, right. yeah. of school being Since out. But, been uh, out. Yeah. And uh, get out there fishing. Of course, uh, that's uh, going to be big right now. So uh, with that, also want to remind folks, too, uh, uh, Rick, this weekend, uh, beginning tomorrow is the free fishing weekend. I've seen that. For yeah. folks, you know, uh, the Louisiana Department yeah. of Wildlife and Fisheries. And take invites, advantage of it. That's oh, yeah. right. Uh, free fishing. And June 10th, uh, Saturday, and Sunday the 11th, free fishing weekend is an opportunity for residents and visitors to fish Louisiana waters without an otherwise required fishing license. Yeah. So if you want to go fishing and uh, have an opportunity each year, we designate a weekend for free fishing as an incentive for families and friends to enjoy our beautiful sportsman's yep. paradise. Just follow the rules. That's, yep. that's right. And if you're an angler, please bring family and friends and introduce them to Louisiana's great fishing. And while fishing license is not required, all fishing regulations, including size, uh, uh, season, catch limits, gear restrictions, will remain in effect during the free fishing weekend. So yeah. don't think you can. Uh, and, Tony, even if you're bank fishing, and I'm sorry to cut you off, please wear a life jacket if you cannot swim. And, really, if you get closer to deep water, it, it's always good to have, you, you know, your uh, life jacket on. Yeah, and the added bonus, too, Rick, with this free fishing weekend, uh, you know, I guess if you want to go fish Devil's Pond, you can. You know, oh, yeah. you don't need a license, yeah. you know, and uh, some other ponds. I wonder how that works, Tony. Well, it's a state, so, yeah, even though it's in a park. Uh, yeah. You still got to have a license, right? The, uh, yeah, that's right. You should. 
as a kid, well, I, don't I think, remember, you, I think I, you're right. Yeah, I, I don't ever remember buying a fishing license as a kid, but right. we fished in Devil's Pond, you know, oh, yeah. because of the nearby neighborhood. But anyway, uh, remember. You mean your buddy didn't come check up on you? No. He probably wrote you a ticket, huh? Yeah, those little sun perch, you know, uh, pulling them in. They might weigh uh, an ounce yeah. or two. Anyway, uh, catching them on worms. But, you know, there's 17 ponds throughout the state as part of the Get Out and Go Fish program. You know, right there in Youngsville, another one in Gerard Park and Lafayette. Yeah. You know, the free fishing. Right. You know, you can fish from the bank in those ponds and all. Get Out and Fish program. No boat, no problem. Go to the website, Facebook, and find the locations of those ponds. Oh, yeah. For the data stocking and all and tips on how to fish. But also you people that go out on the water. You need that recreational offshore landing permit. It's still needed during the free fishing weekend uh, when right. possessing tunas, oh, billfish, yeah. swordfish, yep. amberjacks. You're going to go out there and you don't have your fishing license. And whether it be uh, that when fishing with the ORLP, anglers should choose the free fishing weekend. Uh, it's a great uh, option for the license type. And anglers, can uh, you can skip over a lot of that. But uh, it's just a good time. A lot of fun, Rick, as you well know. And uh Anyway, uh, just the free fishing weekend oh, yeah. for all you people, uh, Saturday and Sunday. And it stops right there, and they do it uh, once a year. So with that. Also, you know, uh, just quickly before we take our first break, too, to make, make mention about the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries accepting houseboat mooring leases bids on a Chafalaya Delta wildlife management area through June the 13th. So yep. you people, you know, and I'm sure a lot of people, uh, we've mentioned it a while back, uh, you have houseboats and want to moor them out there uh, in those areas. And it's uh, towards the wax, Tony. Uh, that's yeah. a lot of lot of duck hunting. Well, a little bit of deer hunting also in the marsh. But it's a uh, it's a vast area that uh, duck hunting duck hunting really really thrives down in that area. So that that's where this is. Uh, you know, I guess they they got to where you know they had so many, and then everybody was probably saying, "Well, look, I've been here X amount of years." So the wildlife fish probably said, "Well, look, we we got to yeah. we got to do something about yeah, it." So something something had to come up about it, you know. Yeah, they will bid out forty percent of the available sites out there, as you mentioned, at the main and wax uh, deltas, yep. uh, the Chafalaya Delta. Anyway, the highest bidders up to forty percent of the available spots will be awarded a five season lease agreement, and the agreement will specify the rules, regulations, houseboat. You people that do this, I'm sure you're familiar. With oh yeah, it. they are. Someone that's uh, inexperienced with it, uh, I'd go over this. You got to be 18 years of age. Applicant screened uh, for past wildlife violations. Right. Applicants that have uh, pled guilty to pay the fine for negotiated, agreed uh, pretrial intervention, whatever. But anyway, uh, bid information, a uh, minimum bid will require for all lease sites that uh, minimum bid for two pilings are 330 a season. Minimum bid for three to five pilings would be 550 a season. And like I said, the people that are familiar with that, oh, yeah. uh, Rick, uh, they know, about know what's it. taking place and all. Oh, yeah. But it's, it's a great opportunity, and like you said, especially for duck hunters. Yeah. And uh, it's basically a lot of it for the hunting seasons. It uh, is. And that's not uh, the first time yeah, that this has came up, Tony. So I guess they're trying to you know, get a handle on it. Yeah, pretty much so. So uh, yeah. anyway, just to, to remind folks about that. So anyway, it's time to take our first break. Uh, you're listening to Kane radio's fishing and hunting show here on fm 107.5 and am 1240 we'll be back with more right after this locally owned and operated alamo hydraulic serves the oil business on the national scene specializing in welding grinding and hard chrome plating alamo also does fabrication work on cylinders valves pumps and motors of all brands located at 2712 west admiral doyle drive you can call chris williamson at 303-3799 
That's Alamo Hydraulics, a proud sponsor of the Cane Fishing and Hunting Show. Everyone loves pizza, and everyone loves a home run. Put them together, and you have home run pizza. And yes, right here in New Iberia, located at 3816 East Old Spanish Trail, it's New Iberia's newest takeout pizza, and delivery is available. Dough is made fresh each day, and you get an assortment of toppings. Try the Grand Slam, the Double Play, or Mr. Meaty. They're all home runs at Home Run Pizza, 256-5783. That's 256-5783. Discover Ragin' Cajun, the original Cajun seasoning and Ragin' Cajun Foods' delicious line of seasoned dinners. Beans, black-eyed peas, roux, creole sauce, seasoning, rubs, and even sweet jalapeno relish and spicy pickles. Ragin' Cajun original recipes have been secretly crafted in the heart of Acadiana over the last 38 years. Ask for Ragin' Cajun at all your favorite grocery stores today. Ragin' Cajun, the original Cajun seasoning. Folks, ask them for that. That rage and Cajun, c'est bon. A new carrier heating and air conditioning system from Dawes Heating and Cooling can save you money every month. Thanks to the newest line of carrier energy-efficient technology products, you can lower your utility bill. Don't forget to ask about the cool cash savings through your local carrier dealer. Turn to the carrier experts at Dawes Heating and Cooling. Call Dan, you're my AC man today at 337-367-2511. That's 337-367-2511, license number 6286. We have a new player on the field, and he's ready for kickoff with a delicious ice-cold Coca-Cola. And the kick. Ice giving him a little trouble as a few cubes shake loose. He's probably going to pour it here, and he does. The glass is full. Can he go all the way? He did it! Oh, wow! And just listen to that fizz! That might have been the most refreshing thing that I've ever seen. Woo! Coca-Cola. Taste the feeling. Welcome back to uh, Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show. Tony Landry along with Ricky Watkins. And, uh, Rick, I found something here, and I don't know if you're familiar with this at all. A northern snakehead fish found in Concordia Parish. Right. And the Louisiana Wildlife and Fisheries has verified the two northern snakeheads and a ball of fry uh, were observed in a video that was reportedly taken on the old river up in Concordia Parish. Yeah. Northern snakes, which are native to Asia, right. are highly predatory species that can outcompete and, and prey on our native species. They consume mostly fish, but will also eat other small aquatic animals such as frogs and crawfish. Oh, yeah. But the snakehead is considered to be an invasive species. Yep. Louisiana Wildlife and Fisheries will monitor the situation closely. Meanwhile, snakeheads could potentially get a foothold in our state, but we do not expect them to have a major impact uh, we on hope our not, native Tony. fish. Yeah. You know, what was the big fish uh, down in Florida that... Um, that uh, You're talking about the, like Asian, the carp, uh, Asian carp? carp, you know, that uh, those big fish, they fly carp. out the water. Tony, and- I seen some last weekend. Two of them was at least 40 pounds. And, I mean, they're, they're just they're massive. And, uh, like I said, if you're doing, you know, clipping along 15, 20 miles an hour and one jumps, one hit me in the shoulder one day, and, I mean, it's, it, it, it'll, well, it'll throw a punch, you it, know. Not only that, it can break a child, small child's neck. Yeah. You know, in that regard. So, it's uh, of course, the snakeheads, I don't think, are that quite that big. Well, I hope they don't because they're, uh, they're invasive, you know. Yeah, the I northern know. snakeheads uh, have been reported in 11 other states. They were originally released in the wild through fish markets in the aquarium trade. However, they've now right. uh, yeah. migrated 
to Louisiana from the Mississippi or uh, Arkansas. Well, there you go. Mississippi drains, what, that's 85%? Right. Oh, so yeah. That, that's how they, uh, they and get around. And it's illegal to possess them, but sell or transport live snakeheads in Louisiana, but northern yeah. snakeheads closely resemble a native bowfin or shoe pick. Yeah, they do. You know, and yeah. uh, however, you can uh, identify a snakehead by its long, extended anal fin and uh, lower jaw that protrudes from the upper jaw and the lack of a black spot on the base of the tail. Yeah. So uh, the name snakehead comes from the enlarged scales that cover their heads. These fish can grow up to three feet. And uh, if you think you've caught one, uh, do not return it to the water, oh, they no, ask. No, no, uh, no, don't do that. Take a side view photo of the fish and uh, kill it and double the bag it and freeze it. Then contact the wildlife fisheries uh, aquatic nuisance uh, species coordinator And uh, with that. And to make sure... To note the exact location where you catch the fish. They want to know that, that snakehead. And this is helpful to determine the species distribution and control management strategies. That's and right. If you catch a snakehead fish, it's legal and it's safe to consume. So it's it's just an, a, a fish that uh, is a detriment, I guess, yeah. to our, uh, our great fishing in this area and all. That's right. So with that, folks, um, just to keep in tone with that. Elsewhere, um, also, uh, wildlife fisheries, uh, we mentioned this last week, too, uh, Rick, I believe, with uh, the Wildlife and Fisheries Enforcement Division uh, with that. If you'd like, uh, if you're an outdoorsman, like the uh, yeah. the water and everything, uh, it might be something you might want to consider. That's right. You know, uh, for a young person, like you just said, that loves the outdoors, it, it is a, a wonderful career, Tony. Yeah. It really you is. Move, you move around a lot. You do a lot. And... Uh, you know, just uh, like 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 the job is protect the wildlife. You know, yeah, so that, it's a a good gig. Yeah, it really is, and it's an application period deadlines for Louisiana Department of Wildlife Fisheries uh, Enforcement Division. It's a cadet academy. It's fast approaching, and uh, each year they're looking to hire up to twenty five cadets for the next uh, <laughs> cadet academy class uh, slated to start in the end of October, and to boast the ranks of the agents in the field. The closing date for applications. Uh, is this weekend, so Sunday, June 11th. So uh, if you like the wildlife and uh, have an interest in that, uh, it's a steady job and uh, pretty much, like I said, maybe you want to ride in a boat or get around in a truck or whatever the case may be, uh, Oh yeah, an opportunity for you in that regard. Also want to mention this, too. Uh, the Iberia Rod and Gun Club uh, Fishing Rodeo is coming up uh, here uh, in July, and they're going to, I think, host it, it You know, July the 4th this year is on a, uh, I want to say a Tuesday. A Tuesday? Okay. That's right. So right. Uh, I contacted uh, one of the uh, um, personnel yep. and representatives mm-hmm. with the Wildlife and Fisheries, and uh, I'm pulling that up. He sent me back a text and uh, with that. And the rodeo this year is going to be uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. That's June 30th, along with July 1st and 2nd. Okay. The Angler's Supper will be Tuesday the 27th. Okay. So uh, with right. that... Anyway, we'd like to uh, maybe a week or so before uh, everything gets going, maybe a Friday, have uh, someone call in or come in on the fishing and hunting show and tell us a little bit about it uh, with the Iberia Rod Gun Club, uh, with their uh, results, uh, with their fishing and uh, 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 
show, uh, I should say, probably that Chad, rodeo. Huh? Chad yeah, still. probably I'll probably get yeah. in touch with Chad with and Chad. ask him okay. what he thinks. But, you know, there were rumors circulating that, you know, a lot of the oldsters uh, in the that club, it just uh, yeah. it takes a lot of work. <clears throat> and yeah, uh, lot. They're, they're kind of perceiving that uh, not much longer that the rodeo will take place. And as you and I both know, yeah. it's a great Ooh. rodeo. Oh, it is. They put totally. a lot of uh, effort into it with entertainment. Many, many years, many years. Oh, yeah, I think it started back in 1950, 51, yeah. 52, somewhere. I can remember Mr. Carl Landry, Mr. Right. Uh, David Landry's dad, uh, Mr. Hardy. Uh, just oh, yeah, yeah, there were a lot of men, up. a lot of men involved in that oh, uh, fishing yeah. and uh, hunting. Uh, yep, with uh, with that, with the Iberry Rod and Gun Club. So uh, I know they've been around for right at seventy years. So uh, I'd sure like to see them. Uh, 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 perpetuated and some Dr. more. Pavi, but, Doc, Doc oh, yeah. was always uh, yep, Oh, yeah, and these people the put time and effort and everything yep. into it. And it takes a lot of people to work these yeah, rodeos. Yes, it does, Tony. And uh, we'll see if uh, well, we get uh, one of their spokesmen on the next uh, few weeks yes, to talk about that in that regard. So, anyway, also uh, for you uh, alligator hunters out there, uh, you know, the lottery harvest began uh, with that. So uh, Louisiana Department of Wildlife Fisheries will conduct a alligator lottery harvest uh, in the 21 Louisiana Department of Wildlife uh, Management Areas, uh, 28 public lakes, and one U.S. Army Corps of Engineers property. And uh, from August 30th to November 4th, applications are now available and are due by June 30th. So uh, alligator lottery applications. Okay. Available on the Louisiana Department of Wildlife Fisheries website. And to apply, click on the lottery applications tag, update and create a customer detail similar to purchasing a license, and then submit an application. There's a $5 application fee and a $5 transaction fee. And only uh, one alligator lottery applicant may be submitted per customer. Okay. Applicants must be uh, legal Louisiana residents, 16 years of age or older. Didn't know they'd go down to... A uh, teenager there okay. at 16 years, no, and if you select it, you will be required to purchase an alligator hunter's license for $25 okay. and submit a payment of $40 for each alligator tag allocated. Do not purchase the alligator sport hunter license available online as this license type is not applicable to these lottery hunts. Okay. And as you know, as well as I do, at one time when they opened up these alligator huntings years ago, yeah. there was a lot of profit to be made yeah. in this. But uh, it seems like it's, something happened with the market. Tony. Yeah, and I think yeah. the market's really down and, uh, with yeah. that. But uh, as you and I both well know, there are a lot of alligators out there. It's yeah. not like they right. don't need to be. Tony, uh, I spoke to a gentleman yesterday, and he was saying that he uh certain time of the year, the wildlife and fishery hires him with his airboat. Uh-huh. just to haul alligator eggs. Now, that's a job I don't know if, if I would want to. Because, Tony, when you start getting around a mama alligator's nest, you better, Ooh, you, yeah. you better be and careful. Maybe that is as big oh, as Oh, she's pop. not here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you think oh, she's yeah, not here? That's right. You just, and, I, you know, I kind of said, huh, I don't know if I would like that job. You well, know? when you start hearing that hissing. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. that's a, but anyway, when you know, he's talking about that, I just thought about it. And I said, man, you know, he said, oh, yeah. He said, uh, <laughs> but I don't, you know. I don't. I think I'd have to pass on that. Uh, yeah. You're right about that. And uh, anyway, uh, you know, at one time, uh, pretty popular. I didn't they have an alligator farm in La- uh, Abbeville? I do believe. But they had time. one right here. You yeah, they had one uh, right there on the 182. Ducks, the old yeah. ducks industry. That's right. They sure did. Uh, so anyway, alligator time. Yeah. Uh, elsewhere, the tides this uh, weekend today, Friday, the 9th of June. Uh, sun rose in Southwest Pass uh, at 6:07. It's going to set at 8:07. So. 
a lot of daylight here. Uh, of course, that summer equinox is going to start going in. the other yeah. way. Yeah, and that's yeah. June 20th, 21st. Anyway, the low tide this morning at 2.06 a.m. The high tide will be at 10.49 this morning. Uh, tomorrow, Saturday the 10th, for all you f- uh, free fishing uh, yep. uh, opportunities, 6.07 is sunrise. Sunset will be at 8.08 in the high and low tide chart. The first low tide will be at th- uh, 3.11 a.m. That's uh, Friday night, Saturday morning. The next low tide at 6.12 p.m. The first high tide will be at 11.16. That's Saturday morning. And the next uh, high tide at 10.10 p.m. Saturday night. Then Sunday the 11th, the sun's going to rise at 6.07, set at 8.08. In the high and low tide chart, we can see that the first low tide will be at 4.27 in the morning, Sunday morning. And the next low tide at 6.37 at night. The only high tide of the day, Sunday, will be at 11.36 a.m. Okay. And the average water temperature in Southwest Pass of Million Bay is 78 degrees. So uh, with yep. that, uh, pretty crispy. And the weather's starting to warm up with low heat. Oh, yeah. And all, Rick, and uh, with that, so... And uh, as always, Rick, uh, we wouldn't be here each uh, Friday if it wasn't for these people. That's right, Tony. We've got to thank our sponsors, Alamo Hydraulics, Doors Heating and Cooling, Coca-Cola, Home Run Pizza, and our new sponsor, Raising Cajun Seasonings and Foods. And our motto is always, kids that hunt and fish don't steal and deal.